You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. The U.S. cyber offensive is apparently affecting ISIS recruiting and retention. ISIS supporters form a new cyber attack group. Investigators continue to explore the Bangladesh bank hack and its connections to the SWIFT network. Extortion by ransomware, doxing, locking, DDoS, or pure gas rises in the criminal element's favor. The FBI says it won't disclose the vulnerability exploited to unlock the San Bernardino Jihadist iPhone because it doesn't know what the vulnerability is. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Wednesday, April 27, 2016. Those listening for reports of progress in the cyber war being waged against ISIS heard some from U.S. Air Force Major General Peter Gersten, a deputy commander for Operation Inherent Resolve, the U.S. effort against ISIS in Syria and Iraq. He said yesterday that the inflow of ISIS recruits has dropped over the past year from a monthly average of between 1 and 2,000 to roughly 200 today. Desertion rates are also said to be up. The ISIS manpower shortage is regarded as a clear indicator of low morale. So, anyone who's been wondering why the U.S. has recently been as open as it has been to discussing cyber operations against ISIS may now have their answer. The drop in recruiting and retention is partially accounted for by direct combat losses and the fear such losses inspire in both current and prospective jihadists, and partly by ISIS's increasing poverty and inability to pay fighters, caused both by financial sanctions and, again, direct kinetic action. To return to cybercrime proper, the SWIFT Financial Transaction Network continues to mop up security issues revealed by investigations into the Bangladesh bank hack. It's working to help its customers upgrade security while reassuring them about the fundamental reliability of the funds transfer network. The Financial Times reports that FireEye, which is investigating the incident, is hinting, in FireEye's dark and knowing way, that there are signs that the threat actors behind the theft are actively targeting other banks. FireEye is probably right. We heard from Frederick Menes, Senior Manager of Market and Security Strategy at Vasco Data Security, who observed that there were many ways that the local SWIFT client in Bangladesh could have been compromised. He offered some advice for any SWIFT Alliance member. Quote, always rely on strong user authentication mechanisms, he said, rather than usernames and static passwords. Android malware retains its regrettable and rising popularity among the criminal element. Russian mobile users are being affected by RUMMS, that's R-U-M-M-S, which spreads by SMS phishing. 
FireEye researchers warn that RUMS is after customer banking information, credentials, and, of course, balances. On the ransomware front, Kaspersky does some good work by breaking the Cryptex ransomware and making decryption tools available to the victims. So bravo, Kaspersky. As we come to rely more and more on apps, particularly on our mobile devices, the security of those apps continues to be a growing concern. We spoke with Feru Mafituna, founder and CEO of NetSparker, about the challenges in developing secure apps. The technology is rapidly changing. Security is almost always an afterthought. You, know, you first try to deliver st stuff. Later, you say, okay, also we need to make this secure. So it's an afterthought. And that's a huge problem because security should be part of the process. In addition to all these challenges, now we have this new startup culture. And even the big companies such as Facebook and Google is adopting the very same startup culture. You need to be agile. That means you need to develop faster. You need to deploy faster. And when that happens, you sacrifice security most of the time. According to Matvituna, designing secure apps is partly process and partly culture. Application security is insanely complex right now. The first thing you need to think about, okay, how can I design it securely rather than let's build it and then see if it's secure. So, you know, just change that mindset, training your developers to develop secure code and put that security culture into the development. NetSparker's website is netsparker.com. Extortion is indeed rising in cybercriminals' favor, but not all extortion takes the form of classic ransomware like Cryptex, encrypting files and withholding keys until the marks pay up. Some extortion involves doxing and uses it to blackmail people in ways anyone who's watched film noirs would immediately recognize. Symmetria's been taking a look at one dox market, Ransom Bin, and says... This one truly stands out. It's a platform where any criminal can use what other criminals have stolen, like a cyber ransom Uber or Airbnb. Ransom Bin also provides a way for victims to pay up. Symmetry is not sure yet who's behind Ransom Bin, but they think the site's language and style give off an American vibe. The crypto range wars between defenders of security and defenders of privacy are somewhat quieter of late, at least so far this week. But U.S. FBI Director Comey fired a little H&I program yesterday at Georgetown. While the Bureau did succeed in getting into the San Bernardino jihadist iPhone, Director Comey said, quote, I don't see us becoming a prolific hacker being the answer to our public safety problem, end quote. That approach just won't scale. The Bureau has also said that it won't tell Apple about the vulnerability the FBI's hired whitish hats exploited to get into the phone. And why not? Because, the Bureau says... It doesn't know. And why doesn't it know? Apparently because it didn't think it appropriate to ask, because then it might have to disclose the vulnerability. Anyway, the Bureau says it stands to reason that vulnerability has a short shelf life and that Apple's probably patched it already. But one wonders, if they don't know how the phone was hacked, how can they be so sure it was hacked? In any case... One awaits an account of what it was investigators found or didn't find in that famous iPhone 5C. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. 
It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications, so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. I'm joined by Jonathan Katz, professor of computer science at the University of Maryland and director of the Maryland Cybersecurity Center, one of our academic and research partners. Jonathan, I want to ask you about program obfuscation. It's not just a fun word to say. It's an important element of computer science. Program obfuscation is a technique that's been around for decades. And the basic idea is that it allows you to take the source code for a program and transform it in such a way that somebody else can still execute the program. They actually get working source code that they can compile and then run uh, that will have the same functionality as the original program, but with the guarantee that they can't figure out anything from the source code about how the program works. They basically can't figure out anything about uh, what the program is doing uh, other than what they might have already known. Uh, All they can do is run the program, feed it inputs, and get back corresponding outputs, and they can't learn any of the underlying, as it were, trade secrets about how the program was developed. So it sounds good in theory, but it's my understanding that there's some challenges associated with it? Well, there was a big breakthrough about uh, a year ago when cryptographers developed the first mechanism for program obfuscation uh, that could be proved secure in some sense under some uh, relatively new cryptographic assumptions. And the community has been really excited by this development. And uh, in fact, there's even a DARPA program now funding work in this direction. But unfortunately, uh, this work is still very much in flux. Uh, Right now, the schemes that exist are uh, highly inefficient. And even worse than that, there's been some uh, recent results demonstrating that the cryptographic assumptions that people were using to prove security of these cryptographic obfuscators uh, may not be as hard as originally thought. Hmm. So what are some of the practical applications of obfuscation? Well, one example is uh, that you could obfuscate a program that contains a secret key inside of it. So, for example, you could imagine embedding uh, a secret key inside of, of a program that would encrypt some incoming uh, encrypted emails and only decrypt them if they satisfy some particular condition. And if you gave somebody that program uh, without performing obfuscation, they would be able to look inside the source code and extract the key and then encrypt all your email. But if you obfuscate the program first, then you could hope that the secret key 
would be hidden. The person would not be able to look inside the source code anymore and obtain the secret key. But nevertheless, they would still be able to use the program to decrypt emails that satisfy that condition. Jonathan Katz, thanks for joining us. And if you have a question for one of our experts, we'd love to hear it. Send your questions to questions at thecyberwire.com. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.